From Astoria to the Rockaways, it's time for the Queen's New Yorker. And here is the man giving you all the info, your uber snazzy and jazzy host, Mr. Jason D'Antonio! Oh, yes. Right on. Nicely done. Thank you. Whoa. Oh, what a group. Oh. Oh, you're too kind. Thank you so much, everybody. Oh, you're nice. Very nice. Thanks for joining us here on another edition of the Queen's New Yorker. It is. Nice to be with you here on this Tuesday, July 14th, 2020. Uh, it's a Tuesday. Hope you guys had a great weekend because I know I did. And um, so huh. <laughs> today is <laughs> I can't believe what I did. Oops. <laughs> That's okay. I found out that this is episode 116. Ah, yes. Okay. That's fine. I will change it in there again. Oh, boy. I knew I was missing something, but you never, you're never quite sure when you're editing these things. It is episode 116 because episode 115 was the Jackie Robinson Parkway. And we're going to be doing today one of another Robert Moses project. Give it up for the Northern State Parkway. And it's a biggie, too. Oh, yeah. It is a big history. Oh, yeah. But uh, let me really quickly go over some uh, analytics for you and just get you on your way here. You guys did terrific. The Jackie Robinson or Interboro Parkway is close to 100 views. It's 92 views, 12 comments, 8 likes, and no dislikes. Love it. And the Legacy of Queens, the first episode with Robert Moses, is uh, was uh, done last Friday. And it has 24 views right now, nine comments, and five likes. Very good. And then on Thursday, episode 114 of what we have here. Um, this was the Grand Central Parkway. Has 48 views, 10 comments, and eight likes. Very good. So you guys are doing great there. And just to let you also know, too, 1,065 total subs is what we have. And our total views for the entire channel, including the Legacy of Queens, 11,522 views. Yeah. All right. Give it up. You are just terrific, folks. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Isn't that great? 
That is fantastic. And we thank you for it. All right. Before the uh, program ends, I want to uh, make mention of an announcement I'm going to have for this Thursday's episode. It's going to break the um, the road to Queens. I want to uh, do a special edition of the Legacy of Queens, and I want to pay tribute to my grandmother. Um, even though she was born in Brooklyn, they the family moved out to Queens back in the... I want to say the 30s, okay, somewhere along that line. And my grandmother's always been a Queens native. So um, it's going to count as an episode on Thursday. And I'm going to talk about that. So instead of a Queens New Yorker on the 16th, you're going to get a, um, a tribute to my grandmother, Josephine Franz. I'll put some pictures up there. And we'll talk about her. We'll, I'll, uh, I'd like to kind of share what I remember of her, what she had done for me, what she did for the community of Queens and in that area as well. All right? So I'll give you some more information about that at the end of the program. Okay? All right. So the history today, the Northern State Parkway, the history, the Wheatley Hills operate opposition. Of course, all the information comes from the Wikipedia and the Wikimedia, the free encyclopedia. So designs for the Long Island Parkway system were first brought up in 1925 by Robert Moses, of course, who was the chairman of the Long Island State Park Commission. This new parkway designated as the North Parkway was a scenic roadway through Wheatley Hills, which was congested during the holiday seasons. Almost immediately, Several wealthy residents of the neighborhood wanted the parkway realigned out of their neighborhood. The residents suggested that the North Parkway would damage home values through the Wheatley Hills area, a more centered parkway, designated the Middle Parkway, and would be better to develop. Since most of the right-of-way would be along wasted lands, the new parkway would soon reach the North Shore, and Smithtown would eventually improve the land along it. And although they opposed the project, the committee developed by Wheatley Hills admitted that local property owners should ignore the case for the good of the general public. On March 6, 1925, the state of New York proved that the land for parks and parkways would not require the consent of the state land board, which would help Moses and the commission get land and start clearing the opposition of Wheatley Hills. On May 8th, the LISPC, that is, of course, what we was uh, talking about, the Long Island State Park Commission. They held the public announcement of the system for parkways through Long Island, including a northern state parkway connecting from Nassau Boulevard and the southern state parkway, which was a new parkway from Central Avenue and Valley Stream. Both roads would have 160 feet right of way. The decision to expand the system was brought by, by Governor Alfred E. Smith, The roads coming out of Queens are not capable of handling traffic from New York City. The right-of-way be be bought by Nassau County authorities, and the state disapproved the Middle Parkway proposal that would bypass Wheatley Hills. The middle alignment 
would be much more expensive and cross through several larger settlements through the county. Grade crossings could not be eliminated either in design of the new parkway, and in general, the proposed alignment was not feasible. The route preferred would parallel the former Long Island Motor Parkway through western Nassau County, which turned south near East Williston. The parkway would start paralleling again in South Suffolk County as the route approached Lake Ronkonkoma. Now, however, the problems the Wheatley Hills persisted, the problems with Wheatley Hills persisted into May of 1925 with the regional plan of New York getting involved in the debates. Smith and the LISPC toured the right-of-way to inspect the new alignment through Wheatley Hills, along with an estate in East Islip that would affect the northern state. The case had already been brought to courts to prevent the LISPC from taking the estate, and Smith stated that the opponents of the new highway should prove that they have a serious argument. While Wheatley Hills opposed the project, it was admitted that they had offered to give land for use. An editorial written in the New York Times stated that the circular route that the Northern State Parkway would bring would be stronger in handling traffic than the Middle Island Parkway. In June of 1925, Smith wrote a letter that was sent to Henry Earle, who was a resident of Wheatley Hills, that he disagreed with. Smith responded to the letter and submitted it to the New York Times that detailed that he was happy to hear that some of the objectors in the region were beginning to lighten their view on the Northern State Parkway. Smith outlined that he supported the designs made by the LISPC and engineers. Smith mentioned he did not know who recently stated that the Wheatley Hills residents were going to be taught a lesson by the state and mentioned that no one had done so. Smith continued to show his support for the Lute Parkway system developed for Long Island and that having only one parkway, the Middle Island Parkway, would not be advantageous toward the goal. Now, Earl mentioned in his letter that one cannot see the Atlantic Ocean and the Long Island Sound could not be seen from the proposed alignment, and Smith responded that the Manetto Hills would go to High Hill where magnificent views of the water could be seen. Earl also argued the fact that the new parkway would destroy property values through the Wheatley Hills region. Evidence was supportive to Smith that the project would, in fact, raise property values through the region. Smith also took a case with the parkway crossing through uninteresting farmland that would be destroyed. If the land does not exist, according to Earl, Smith questioned, what there was that would be destroyed. The final argument made was about the idea of Smith being selfish in the design of the parkway, which was rebuffed by claiming that the new parkway had helped from many residents through Nassau County and that the number of people opposing were blowing it out of proportion. Smith completed the letter that he would forward the info to the LISPC that some residents were ready to cooperate. In August of 1928, Smith, now running for president of the United States, attacked Republican Party leaders in the New York State Legislature for being ignorant and the obstructions of every single park and parkway project on Long Island since 1924. 
Senator Charles Hewitt and Assemblyman Eberly Hutchinson, both the financial chairs for their congressional departments, would not allow $50,000 for surveys of the Northern State Parkway at the total of $15,000 and for purchase of the right-of-way, which would cost $35,000. So Smith argued that by withholding the 50000 the state would lose valuable options of land for the roadway already acquired and once proposed to the acquired. Smith instead hoped that locals would help pay for the surveys similar to August Heckscher saving Deer Ranch, Deer Range State Park, and that people would come forward. Smith, although running for his campaign, would refuse to leave without beginning the skeleton of the new park and parkway system for Long Island and make sure the land needed would be in property of the state. Smith continued ripping the politicians and that they were on the side of those in Wheatley Hills and pledged to keep the parkway out of their neighborhood. However, Smith argued that the sentiment had changed in Wheatley Hills and that most of the residents were in support of the project. However, Hewitt and Hutchinson refused to permit the money because they would not touch any money until the Southern State Parkway was completed. Now, Smith denied that agreement ever occurred, and the money that was supposed to be used was from unappropriate state land in New York City. The money for purchasing land would go to those who agreed with the LISPC on prices or those who could not afford to give away the land. Smith started arguing that Hutchinson had approved to make the $50,000 expenditure but wanted to talk to Hewitt first in July of 1928. Hewitt also went and stated that the entire parkway would cost $50 million to be constructed. Smith rebuffed that, saying that the parkway would be spread out over a period of a minimum of six years from the beginning of construction. The first piece would only be $5 million spent. Smith called the opposition reasons by Hutchinson and Hewitt as absurd. Though Smith admitted he said no funds for construction would be asked on until completion of the Southern State Parkway and the causeway to Jones Beach State Park. Smith said that they would have asked for the money this year if the legislature had not cut money that made it harder to get construction to Wanta. And finally, the next day, Hewitt and Hutchinson responded to the attacks of Smith, calling them unqualified falsehoods on their opposition to the parkway. Both politicians accused Smith of using this to divert attention from his struggling campaign against Herbert Hoover. Both Hewitt and Hutchinson determined that they refused to meet ground with Smith and that they would not make effort to contact Smith. Hutchinson accused Smith of only having one sentence that was true in his rant. Hutchinson also denied that he and Hewitt were obstructors in the park program for Long Island. Hewitt responded that the $50 million statement was untrue and both stated that Smith was trying to rush them into supporting the money. So when we come back on the next episode, which I think we'll have time to do, which will be episode 117 of the Northern State Parkway, we'll look at the continuing arguments and the solutions and funding and construction the first segment and this is going to be a long history of the northern state parkway it goes all the way <laughs> so, yep so we'll look at all of that 
on Thursday. And then Thursday night, we'll have the special tribute to my grandmother, Josephine Franz, which will be episode number two of The Legacy of Queens. And then we'll go back to episode three to give you Fiorello H. LaGuardia on Friday night to do episode three. I'm Jason DiCanio, and we hope that you have had a great time with us here on the Queens New Yorker. Do check us out because, as they say, be honest, be real, and keep it simple, stupid kiss. And always remember, you are worth your weight in gold every time. Have a great day. We'll see you on Thursday because on Thursday we have a lot to cover. I'm Jason DiCanio. Bye for now. You have been watching The Queen's New Yorker. This is Jason Kelly on a Jason DiCanio internet presentation. Thank you for your support.